You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome into the Double Switch Podcast. I am your host, Jonathan Butler, as always, and I have a special show for you tonight. Unfortunately, Michael Buckenroth could not join me, but I wanted to get this episode out to you as he did as well. Uh, He sent me over some of the stuff that we will talk about tonight because it is the final week of fantasy baseball. As many of you may hate it because it's the fact that it's our last seven days that we have with the sport, with our fantasy teams that we constructed, that we built from the ground up this season it's all come to this end right here this is what we played for we played for the championship you want to win you want to put it all together and be crowned for on top of all your friends whether it's for money what whether it's for bragging rights this is why we do it this final week i'm sure we've lost a lot of listeners because football is back i will fully admit that but i hope you guys are here because this is one of the most important times when getting ready for next year. There's been a lot of breakouts. There's been a lot of guys that are very, very important that could help you win your league. And that's what I'm here for to help you with, because you may have a struggling second baseman like Keston Hiura. You may have a struggling first baseman. You need to replace those guys. You need to play the hot hand. It doesn't matter if you drafted, Anthony Rizzo in the fifth round or whoever it is name value does not matter at this point. It matters on what's left in the schedule, how they're hitting. And I am here to provide you with some of that value tonight. I'm very excited about it. I've got two pitchers. You could start this week that should be widely available for you and a bunch of hitters that you should be able to substitute in your lineup. Now, before we get to that, I just want to say, Thank you guys for joining us in our first season of this. I know it was a short season. It We didn't really get started right away. But all of you fans, all you listeners, and everyone that's subscribing to the YouTube, the uh, Fake Teams YouTube, to anyone that listens on Spotify, to anyone that follows us on Twitter, at DoubleSwitchPod. You can find me at DadSocks. Everyone that's interacted with us, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means honestly so much from the bottom of my heart because you guys are why I do this you guys are why Michael does this as well it's the fun it's the fact that we are brothers in arms in the same sport and we love helping you guys we love bringing you knowledge we love doing everything we can to try and help anyone else out there whether you're new whether you're a veteran you may be busy with work with kids with whatever but Thank you guys for being a big part of this. So why don't we get into uh, the show today? It's really short. I don't have a whole lot, obviously, for myself. Can't really talk to myself too much here and have a full conversation. But if you've gotten this far to the championship, congratulations. 
if you lost in the semis and the quarterfinals, wherever you lost, whether you didn't even make the playoffs, there's always next year. I will be uh, producing my dynasty list later, hopefully by the middle of October. Things have been crazy busy for me here at home at work. But we'll have that up, and don't worry, even over the offseason, we will have plenty to talk about. We'll be doing mock drafts, uh, value risers, value losers, guys that really broke out this year. Corbin Burns, we were discussing that on the podcast or on Twitter earlier today of whether him or Denelson Lamette will get picked earlier and who should get picked earlier. We're going to do a lot of breakdowns of what happened this year, even though it's a short sample size or small sample size, I should say, on a short season, there's still a lot we can glean from this. Guys that are breaking out, guys that are very that may have some sneaky value going to next year. And some of them I'll actually mention here, but why don't we actually start out with one of the players that I really like that's not as widely available, but that if you don't have your eye on him, I don't know what you've been doing. You must have been living under a rock here in September because Jared Walsh of the Los Angeles Angels has been amazing since the calendar turned over to September. He has been playing first base in DH for the Los Angeles Angels. But ever since, let's see if I can pull it up here, over the past 30 days, here's how he's hitting. He's had 67 at-bats. So obviously small sample size, but over the past 30 days, he has gone, he's had a 358 batting average, 16 runs scored, eight home runs and 23 RBIs, obviously not a, uh, and that's in 20 games played. So he's driven in a run per game on average, scoring almost a run per game and hitting a home run almost every other game. This kid has been on fire. He is actually on my dynasty team. I picked him up earlier this month when I saw how well he was hitting, especially against Colorado, against Arizona. The guy's been a hit machine, just hit after hit after hit with home runs and RBIs right in the middle of that lineup, actually in the second spot. So he's been awesome. If you don't have him, go pick him up. He is a first base eligible guy. He's got a lot of pop to him. He's had, like I said, eight home runs in the past 20 games. So he is a hot name, and he's going to be one of my favorites to actually keep an eye on for value next year at the first base spot because of the fact that he's going to – he's a 27-year-old breakout, but the Angels like what they have in him, obviously, with how they're playing him. And he does not walk a lot, at least he hasn't so far. Uh, right now he's got a 312 batting average with a 333 on base percentage, but he also doesn't strike out a ton in 77 at bats total. He's had 12 strikeouts, so it's not a high K percentage, good ball to bat to ball skills. So he's a guy, go pick him up. He's available currently in, oh, where to go, where to go in of Fantrax leagues he's owned so widely available there most likely widely available between Yahoo and ESPN as well you might be able to get him especially with how he came on late in September guys may not have been paying attention players drop out of your fantasy leagues I know that it happens in every league but Jared Walsh is one of my first names and Michael actually provided me with two names that you could put into your batting order 
And the first one is actually a Colorado Rockies. He's had an obsession with him. I know he's an NL West fan with the San Francisco Giants. I will not fault him for that. But Raimel Tapia actually has been getting a lot of run with Colorado recently. He's hitting at the top of the Rockies order. He's going to provide uh, plenty of runs and can actually add in a steal or two. That being said, he hasn't really provided much power this year. So that is a little bit of a damper there. But if you need, if you're playing Roto and you need a steal or two, or you're playing head to head and you don't have a lot of steals or, hey, you think I'm, I might need to stack up some runs and some hits and maybe a steal or two, let me try and add him off the waiver wire. He's only owned in 34% of uh, fan tracks leagues. A lot of that is the fact that Colorado does not give a true run to a lot of their young guys. Unfortunately, Tapia had the prospect hype earlier uh, a couple of years ago. A lot of people thought he was going to be a great hitter. He's looked really good so far this season with over a 300 average, only one home run, but he's going to score runs for you at this point. You know that somewhat aggressive out in the base paths, not a whole lot though, not a Billy Hamilton. So don't expect those types of gaudy numbers, but the best part about him, especially this week, is he does get a double header on Friday. So he's playing seven games in six days, technically eight. If you obviously, I'm recording this on Monday. So you have that advantage of that extra game. He should play in both games in the double header. So that's a great call by Michael there. And his other one is Darren Ruff of the San Francisco Giants. Of course, he had to get a Giants player in here. I'm not as high on Ruff. I know that just like Tapia, he has that double header later in the week, but he gets to face San Diego. San Diego, obviously not having one of the better rotations in the league at this point, but the extra at-bats always help. Widely available, only owned in 4% of Fantrax leagues. I expect that to be just as low between ESPN and Yahoo as well. But he has been hitting in the cleanup spot recently for San Francisco. So I like that. And even over the past 14 days, he's had a pretty hot bat. Uh, He's going to provide you with some good average, a little bit of pop. But if you're looking to try and keep the ratios higher, this is the type of guy you want. And over the past seven days, he's had two home runs with five RBIs, a 357 batting average and three runs scored. Obviously, he's more of a back end of the roster guy. If you wanted to try and fit him in, if you are lacking some average, toss him in there. I like that pickup there. Not so much a that's more of a deeper league guy or someone that you're trying to fill that batting average, try and raise that up. I may have to save that for later in the week, depending on how guys like Juan Soto and Mike Trout hit in my dynasty league. Not, I mean, especially Trout and Soto both have been very, very cold, unfortunately. But uh, one guy that's hitting really, really well recently, and that's going to be Daniel Vogelbach. I He is a guy that I really like since he's gone to Milwaukee. Uh, the, the lefty bats in Milwaukee really play up, and he is a lefty bat. And considering that he gets to play Uh, He doesn't get to play in Milwaukee. Everything else is on the road. But since joining uh, the Milwaukee Brewers, he's been awesome. Listen to these numbers from the past 14 days. These are 
just absolutely ridiculous. They are bonkers. I mean, come on. <laughs> we know what Daniel Vogelbach is. He is he's a slugger. He's a guy that he's going to strike out a lot. Don't be surprised by that. But over the last 14 days, he's got a 379 average, a 438 OBP with a 724 slugging. That's over 1,000 for his OPS. And that's to go along with eight runs, three home runs, and nine RBIs. The Milwaukee Brewers have been finding their stride on offense. They were really tough to watch earlier this season. But I will tell you, I have a love affair with the Milwaukee Brewers here for this episode. A lot of it is the fact that they do get a doubleheader later in the week, and that is between the St. Louis Cardinals and the Brewers, obviously. They will play a doubleheader on Friday, trying to get that game in, so extra at-bats always helps. And Vogelbach's been hitting in the cleanup spot. He is that big bopper hitter that you need in your fourth spot and can draw or drive in guys like Jed Jerko and... Uh, Ryan Braun, who's been hitting well as of late as well. He's not as widely available, but he's a guy, if he's available, go grab him. He's been hitting really well, uh, batting third in the Brewers order. But back to Vogelbach, perfect guy if you need RBIs or home runs, can provide plenty of power. That's his game. You know that. But another guy that I also like kind of pairs with Vogelbach here, and it's Jed Jerko, a a name you probably didn't expect to hear. But just like Vogelbach, he's got seven games over the final six days, drawing the Cincinnati Reds and the St. Louis Cardinals, playing a lot of red uh, uniform-wise. However, he's also been hitting hot. Not as hot as Vogelbach, but obviously with Vogelbach, his power and his hits are going to come in stretches like they have been. Back to Jerko. He's had eight runs, four home runs, and eight RBIs with a 289 average and a 948 OPS over the last 14 days. He's crushing the ball and he's hitting. uh, Let's see if I can actually find where he is hitting recently. Brewers baseball press. So if you are ever unsure of where guys have been hitting recently, one of my favorite sites that is really easy to find. And they actually keep the lineups from the past seven days is baseball press. So you go baseballpress.com it'll bring them all up. It's got every single team. They actually are really reliable with the lineups, the perfect place to uh, do your research, or even just if you're not sure if somebody has turned in their lineup card, if we've had the fantasy sites where fan tracks or Yahoo or ESPN, they say a player isn't playing. And all of a sudden you sit them on your bench for someone else. And they go off for two home runs. You go, what happened? They weren't playing. Well, then obviously the the fantasy site goes, oh, that's our bad. We had a miscommunication. Usually it happens earlier in the year. But, I mean, crap happens. We all know that. However, baseball press, perfect for it. Anytime they get their lineup, it goes right in there. You don't have to worry about that. And Jed Jerko has been spouncing between the fourth, fourth, fifth, and sixth spots in the lineup. Perfect for RBIs hitting in front of Keston Hewer, If he could ever find his stroke again, it'd be perfect. But even if with Braun and Vogelbach and Yelich ahead of him, he's going to get the RBI opportunities. Not so much runs, but if you paired him with Rymel Tapia in a deeper league, that's going to be perfect. You can fill every stat category you need. So go pick up at 
the pair of Volgobach and Jerko. Get those extra at-bats. Get those hot bats in your lineup. And those are our bats, at least for tonight. Those are the guys I really like. Walsh, Ruff, Vogelbach, Jerko, and Tapia. Thank you, Michael, for Tapia and Ruff. Those are two guys I didn't actually pay attention to. But all it is about right now is finding those hot bats, getting those guys in. And I should mention, uh, Jared Walsh did hit a grand salami earlier today. I wish I would have recorded this yesterday. It would have looked even better. But my God, this kid is great. And if you don't have him now in a dynasty league, if you don't have him in your championship matchup, go grab him, pause the podcast, or at least pull up your fantasy site. Go grab him if you can. Well worth whatever fab that you have to spend. Well worth a waiver priority, anything to get this guy in your lineup. He's going to play. And especially Jared Walsh gets to play the San Diego Padres and the Los Angeles Dodgers. Neither team really has the best of uh, pitching staffs right now, so he's got that opportunity. Dodgers are going to be a little bit tougher. The only downside to a Walsh is that he does not have a game on Thursday, but that's where you can sub him in for a different player if you need. Play that hot bet. I do have two pitchers that will work well for you this week. I'm really hoping they play out that they actually show something this week. They've been pitching really well. The first one for me is Tanner Hawk of the Boston Red Sox. He has looked electric over his first two starts. And it's not like he's faced the Pittsburgh Pirates or the Baltimore Orioles or uh, like Detroit Tigers. He, those aren't his teams. His first two starts came against the Miami Marlins and the New York Yankees. Mind you, this was the recent New York Yankees. So they are fairly healthy at this point. You don't have that excuse of, oh, well, they only have Gio Urshela and they're lining up the AAA Yankees because everyone's hurt. No, that's not what this is. This is absolutely the dead-to-rights Yankees judge and uh, DJ LeMayhew and all those guys that are in there. I don't remember if Stanton actually was recently Yankees baseball press, but to say the least that – Hawk has been electric over his first two starts. The walks are a little concerning. He's had six so far over his first two starts. He has had 11 strikeouts, so that's helped him a lot. And looking back at his hot, his start the other day, this was the Yankees lineup. DJ LeMahieu, number one. Voight, Hicks, Stanton, Torres, Gardner, Frazier, Sanchez, and Tyler Wade. Obviously, no Stanton in there just yet. We knew we he didn't get – actually, no. I did read his name off there. Stanton fourth, no judge in that game. But still, you had Voight, who's hitting well. You have DJ LeMahieu, DJ LeMahieu, who's always a good hitter. You've had uh, Glaber Torres in there. And the fact that this was not that crappy lineup again. So Tanner Hawk has looked electric. He does feature a 92-mile-per-hour fastball. It's at least what he sits at or close to it, about a 91.6. He uses it about 60% of the time. And he features also an 82-mile-per-hour slider, which he uses about a third of the time. So he's a two-pitch pitcher, and his his pitches are really nasty. Excellent break on him, and he does have a sinker, but he doesn't really use that all that much. Only about 6% of the time that he's pitching that final third pitch. Not one that he uses a lot. He's a very heavy fastball, heavy slider pitcher. So don't expect him to go seven or eight innings. 
but in the final start of the year, he does draw Atlanta. And the Atlanta Braves have a tendency to swing and miss. Obviously, we know Acuna's there. Ozzy Albies doesn't swing and miss a whole lot, but you have Adam Duvall. You have these guys that lots of power in that Atlanta lineup, but they do tend to swing and miss as they are fourth in MLB in strikeouts this year. And I, I like his start, the fact that he's going to be a guy you can pick up and start right away. And if, you, if you're losing ERA, you might be able to throw him in there. You can throw him in there, not a problem. If you're a little bit tighter, be careful. We don't know when that first humbling is going to come, like we saw with Sixto Sanchez earlier uh, last week. But Tanner Hawk, good guy to look into if you need an extra start, if you need a few more innings. And I'm not too scared of that Atlanta Braves lineup right now. And our final player for tonight, it's another pitcher. And I told you I have a lot of love for the Brewers. I didn't expect to when setting up this show. But my last start and last pickup that you guys should use in your championship matchup is Josh Lindblom. Trust me. This one's tough because I know he's been bad this year. I know he hasn't been the stellar guy that we expected to come over from overseas and rebirth himself like Eric Thames did as a hitter. Like we've seen guys do before uh, in Merrill Kelly in, oh, who's the Cardinals guy? Um, Miles Michaelis. There it is like Miles Michaelis. He did not get off to that crazy start. But over his last 12 innings, he's had 10 strikeouts, only allowed six hits. Two of those were relief appearances. I get that. But he's gone, his last two starts, he's gone 10 and a third, given up six hits, only one earned run with eight strikeouts. And the best part is over those last 12 innings, zero walks. That's been his issue is the games where he's getting the strikeouts. He's also walking people. He's a little bit more wild, but he's had his control over the last few starts. His last start does come against the Cardinals on the 25th and the Cardinals haven't been stellar. They have their potential to blow up. They've shown that they've killed me a few times streaming this year. I will say that much, but the last time he faced the Redbirds, Five innings pitch, three hits, six strikeouts. If if he's going to give you that, you'll absolutely be happy with that in your championship matchup. I'm sure you would love to see him go six or seven innings. Don't expect that out of him. He doesn't have that much talent going into it. But as a as an emergency ratio lower, not going to give you a lot of strikeouts, but if you have walks allowed like I do in one of my leagues, as a category shouldn't really kill you there should provide a lot of value. I really like the start against the Cardinals on the 25th later this week. So those are the pickups we have just a really short show for you today. Not a lot to discuss because a lot of that's going to come in the off season. If you guys have questions about players, whether it's keeper decisions that you're kind of mulling all over already, feel free to send those in. Feel free to, uh, whether you want to ask us questions, whether you want to ask us, hey, how do you guys evaluate pitchers? How do you evaluate hitters? We are more than willing to talk about that. If you guys 
won an episode about uh, breaking down some of the advanced ad- analytics, whether it's FIP, XFIP, Sierra on the pitching side, or what is going to help you catch on to seeing these breakout hitters. Like I've told you some of these earlier this year of uh, Jake Cronenworth, one of my favorites this year that has been such a revelation, especially in the very deep San Diego Padres offense, whether it's Dominic Smith that I've told you to buy, and he's been absolutely ridiculous with nine home runs and 41 RBIs, whether it's Adam Duvall, whether it's these guys that if you need help breaking down a pitcher or hitter and trying to figure it out, we are more than willing to take those questions. We are willing to help you guys out. We want to see that. So thank you guys for joining me. We will have an episode later this week. Probably we'll are trying to get back to our regular Sunday scheduled recordings. That way we can get to uh, a consistent schedule. Things have been crazy here. I know with myself, with Michael, but once again, follow us at Double Switch Pod. You can find Michael at BearsFan5233. And you can find me on Twitter at DadSox. Follow me. I'm going to be doing a lot of breakdowns over this offseason. I want to do, uh, obviously, a lot of Dynasty talk, Keeper talk, any of those. So hit us up. Feel free to hit those questions. But good luck in your championship matchups. Good luck with anything that you need. Uh, I will absolutely be on Twitter. Hit me up. Have a wonderful night. We out.